All righty. Boom. We are in, rocking and rolling. And uh, for the first time in a bit, we uh, do not have like a series that we're part of. Uh, we are doing some standalone things, which gives us a lot of flexibility. And mm-hmm. we don't really know. I don't know how loud that was that I just cracked that open. But um, it, I mean, it, it was audible. <laughs> <laughs> I was debating whether or not I was going to open it, but I forgot. Um, so today we are going to dive into um, a couple standalone episodes, but the first one uh, we're going to talk about today is goals, which I think is appropriate mm-hmm. this time of the year. Um, so we're recording this January nineteenth. Honestly, not sure when it comes out. We have I have a lot in the we have a lot in the hopper right now, but it'll probably come out in the next couple of weeks. Um, but you know, pe- New Year's resolutions get a bad rap. I'll start mm-hmm. there. New Year's resolutions get a bad rap, and people tend to kind of crap all over them. And I don't really think that's fair. Um, now, do New Year's resolutions, like, there's a ton of statistics that, like, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by, like, mid-February and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that they themselves aren't valuable. Mm-hmm. It means that we're doing them wrong. Mm-hmm. is really totally. what it comes down to. And so uh, the challenge when it comes to New Year's resolutions, and, and this is maybe going to be a good time for this to come out because this is when maybe a lot of them are starting to fall off. Um, mm-hmm. If you made New Year's resolutions, there's a couple of maybe challenges with them. Where we're going to go is how do you set a, a goal that you will actually stick with? Mm-hmm. and how do we measure that goal? And then also thinking about how goals can shift. So that's kind of the game plan for today. So um, first thing is, why do New Year's resolutions fail? <sighs> they fail. <laughs> so many reasons. Well, what's the common phrase when people do New Year's resolutions? It's New Year. New Year, New, new me. me. New Year, New Me. And it's, you're not a new you. No. It's been a day. Like New it's, year, new habit. But it's, you, you can't even say that it's a new year, new habit because it hasn't been established yet. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge is that we, we try to do it all at once. So I'll say this. Um, I am a bad golfer. I'm not horrible. Like I, I'm not going to like embarrass embarrass myself on the golf course, but I am, I am in no way good at golf. Mm -hmm. Now, part of this is I don't golf very often. Right. Second reason is that golf is really an excuse for me to be outside and have a couple of beverages. And so that Mm -hmm. naturally doesn't necessarily help my game. I don't know. It always helps mine. Always. I've played golf twice, Um, but both times we had a beverage cart and I'm like, this is making me play much better. Either that or like, in my mind, I was playing much better by whatever hole 16 when I'm like, I'm so good at this. I, I don't know if it's that you're playing better or you care less. I, <laughs> like, oh, I don't care to begin with because I know yeah. I'm terrible. I am excellent at putt-putt. I am terrible yeah. when it comes to like having to use a driver. It got to the point where I was like, I have two clubs that I, I, I borrowed golf clubs and shoes mm-hmm. from a neighbor. And she has like all of the fancy good clubs. And I'm like, I don't know. I can use this one because I've hit the ball a couple of times with this one. And I know it moves it forward. And I'm going to use the putter. And that's the only two. Like I just could walk around with just two clubs, like one on each shoulder and be perfectly fine with getting 
for the most part through the course. There were times where I'm like, I'm not even going to try pick my ball up and threw it. Yeah. So I was playing at Wentworth and one of those holes you have to hit over water. I'm like, this is yeah. it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I was, I'm a little bit better than that. I'm not going to say that uh, awful. <laughs> I can use all of the, the clubs in the bag, um, but I'm not, I'm not very good at golf. And, and uh, the last reason and the main reason that I'm not very good at golf is that I, I don't take my medicine, meaning Explain. I'll hit my, I'll hit my first shot sometimes into the woods. Mm-hmm. And I'll find it, and it's like behind a tree, nestled on a bed of pine straw next to a root. And I'm 250 yards from the hole, and I'll say, I can get it there. And I'll just take a wicked swing at it with a club that there's no chance I've ever hit that far. But I'm going to try to get it all back with one swing. And I inevitably end up hitting it right into the tree in front of me and it bounces further into the woods and now I'm stuck, (laughs) right? Versus just saying, this maybe isn't the best look at the hole. Let me just hit it back out onto the fairway and have a clean look at a third shot. I try to get it all back in one swing. And I take big swings that I'm really not well set up for. And... This is the problem with New Year's resolutions. We take big swings, try to get everything back at once when we've already put ourselves in a rough situation, and we take a swing that we're in no way capable of making, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is a shot that Tiger Woods would probably not be able to make. And I think Tiger going golfing twice a week, twice a, I'm sorry, not twice a week, twice, twice a, a year. Week. Twice a year, I go golfing. <laughs> three times a year, you know, like, I would like to go more. But, like, I went three times this year. And the idea that I'm going to pull out, like, one of the greatest golf shots in all of human history yeah, is laughable. Yeah. But I think in my deluded mind that I'm going to be able to do this. I mean, someone probably could if it was an incredibly lucky shot. But it would not be... Skill based, it, it's luck based. That and well, and that's the other part of it is if because probably what happened one time is I did one of those over the course of my entire golf career. I I took a shot like that that I had no business taking, and I just mm-hmm. happened to get lucky. And I was mm-hmm. like, if I do that a couple of times, I'm gonna be a really good golfer. And so we think that when we, so this is also something that happens is we get like. I don't know. We kind of get lucky or we or we we see some we see a taste of results and we think that what we did was what caused the results versus just we we well if I just do that long enough then I'll 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 be where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get stuck. Yeah. So the problem with new year's resolutions is that we try to do too much all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the other problem with New Year's resolutions, and this is the problem with goals in general, and I've really learned this a lot in my business. And so the next thing, I'll just tease it. The next p- podcast you and I are going to do are going to be lessons from my business in 2023, like fat mm-hmm. loss lessons and fitness lessons from my business, because there's so many parallels as we've d- talked about on this. Mm-hmm. But when I set goals for my business, 
we we are tempted the temptation is to make outcome oriented goals in business it's a revenue goal right mm-hmm. i'm going to make this many dollars mm-hmm. or on social media it's a follower goal i'm going to have 10,000 followers mm-hmm. with weight loss it might be a number on the scale i'm going to lose 20 pounds Mm-hmm. The problem with those goals is that we, and we talked about this when we did our 23 lessons of 2023, we are in charge of the process and not the outcome. Mm-hmm. I can, I have no control. Let's just do the social media as a really easy example. I have no control over whether or not people follow me. Mm-hmm. That's their decision. I'm in charge of the process and there are things that I could do process oriented that could potentially get me that outcome. That would be something like, okay, I'm going to post regularly. I'm going to post high quality content. How am I going to post high quality content? I'm going to take courses on it. I'm going to write. I'm going to go to seminars. I'm going to collaborate with people. I'm going to send messages. I'm going to comment on it. There's things that I could do that I'm in charge of that I could binary answer yes or no i did this Mm -hmm. and then i can see whether or not i got the results that i was hoping for but i'm in charge of the process now if i do all of that and i don't get the outcome i'm hoping for then i recognize that the process that i was following wasn't enough for that Mm -hmm. if i don't do all of that and I don't get the outcome I'm hoping for, well, then I can just be like, well, I didn't do the process. I didn't do what I like. It's versus like, well, why didn't I get 10,000 followers? Well, if I didn't make process focused goals, then I wouldn't know where the problem was. I wouldn't know if, if it wasn't that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't consistent enough, whatever it is. I can find the hole Mm -hmm. if I have process oriented goals. With my business, there are certain metrics, you know, we call them in in business, you know, KPIs, key performance indicators, but they're not, Mm -hmm. those are not results oriented, right? If you're in sales, you don't have, like you have a, you have a sales target. Sales goal, yeah. You have a sales goal, but you're not, it's difficult for you to say, I'm I'm going to do this if I don't know what I'm doing in the process piece of it. Right. The key performance indicators. I'm going to make X sales calls. I'm going to have mm-hmm. this many, you know what I mean? Like I'm doing these things that mm-hmm. I hope will yield the results I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so if I was managing a sales operation and I had a, a salesman who had a goal of a million dollars and he had his KPIs of whatever, he's going to do a hundred sales calls this quarter. And he does 100 sales calls and we're thinking, all right, if you do these well, 100 sales calls, you should close a million dollars, right? That's Mm -hmm. what numbers would tell us. And he Mm -hmm. does 100 sales calls and he closes 500,000. Then it's not a matter of he's not working hard enough. It's that he's not good enough at what he's doing or the leads aren't qualified enough, right? I have to look at, I can figure out the problem Mm -hmm. because he did it or if he hits a million dollars, but he doesn't hit a hundred sales calls, right? Then I can look at, all right, you're probably just 
you're doing really well with what you are doing. So let's dial up what you are doing. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you got lucky. (laughs) That's the other thing. Maybe you got lucky. Maybe you got lucky. And so when we think about weight loss, it's, it's one thing for, so when I'm, when I'm doing my business and we just had our quarterly meetings, uh, you know, with my mentorship that I'm part of and, we kind of lay out the year. And, and so you, you work backward from revenue. Like you, it's okay to have an outcome target in mind. Mm-hmm. But when you're setting goals, you have to set them based on the process. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at this and it's like, I'm going to post X about pieces of content. I'm going to send X messages. I'm going to tr- offer, I'm going to offer this many calls to people. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm no longer in charge of the rest of it. I am in charge of all of that lead up to it and offering a call. This is full. I'm lifting the veil on how I do my business, right? Like I have calls with people and then if it feels like the right fit, then I'll offer them coaching Mm. and they decide whether or not they're going to be a part of it. And then I, I'm in charge of how I help the clients as well, whether or not they stay with me or whatever it is. But the, the process piece of it is, I'm not in charge of whether or not they say yes to me offering them a call. And I'm also not 100% in charge of whether or not they say yes to working with me. Mm-hmm. I could be the best. I could be the best on those calls possible. At the end of the day, sometimes it just doesn't work or it's not mm-hmm. the right fit or whatever. It's not the right time. And so I'm not in charge of that piece of it, but I'm in charge of am I putting myself out there enough? that I could potentially end up with this revenue. Mm -hmm. And then it's a binary thing. Yes or no. Did I do what I said I was going to do? It's making me miss my sales job. (laughs) There's something, there's something simple about data, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't really argue with it. And so now when we look at, weight loss, fat loss, fitness goals, right? It's easy for us to make outcome oriented goals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose. That's always what the goals are. Yeah. Which is not a, it's not, it's not a bad no, thing. Mean, you need to have some sort of a benchmark. Yeah, you do. Because we, we do need to have that, right? Like if I, if I don't know if I've been successful, right? Based, I can do all my KPIs, but if it doesn't turn into to dollars, mm-hmm. then there's still a problem, right? This yeah. is this is where we get into like the participation trophies of the world, <laughs> right? Like it doesn't matter how hard you try if you don't get the results. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like trying is important, but if you're trying with the wrong things or you're not good at it, you're not going to move the needle. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be trying, but if you're trying and you're not getting results, then we have to look at what it is that you're doing. What are and you are doing? you doing it well enough? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing the right things? Because mm-hmm. it might be that you're trying and you're doing the things that you need to do well, but what you're doing isn't good. Like you're selling a crappy product. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't care how good a salesman you are. If you're, if you're a used car salesman and all you're selling is 92 Chevy Bolts, I don't even know if that was a car in 1992, right? You know what I mean? Like just beat up old things and you're trying Mm -hmm. and you have a target of, you know, 
a million dollars in sales when you're selling $2,000 cars, it's just like, all right, the expectation is too high or I'm selling something that's not good. Right. But when you think about fitness, we have a goal. I want to lose 20 pounds. Great. That's Mm -hmm. fine. The question then has to be, what are the processes that will get you there? Because you're not in charge of whether or not that happens. Because Mm -hmm. we've talked about all the reasons the scale can go up and down, right? Like Mm -hmm. you might put on some muscle. It might not look exactly like you want it to look because it's also just like a little pie in the sky. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want a million dollars. Like you're not going to just happen upon it, right? (laughs) You have to do the things that you need to, like there's a very, like there's, there's no reason why anybody with a, a you can anybody who wants to could have a million dollar retire a millionaire in America mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or most countries right it's a fairly simple thing you just invest it you know whatever 500 bucks a month for 40 years you average eight percent you're gonna end up with like it's like 1.3 million dollars or something like that mm-hmm. like it's not it's not sexy <laughs> But it's just you just do it like it's it's basically foolproof. Mm-hmm. You can anybody can do it, mm-hmm. and the roadmap is right there. But you're not so you you can't just say though I just I want this thing without being willing to do the do the hard part. Do the hard part and focus on that. So when you work backward from I want to lose twenty pounds, mm-hmm. then you have to ask yourself, well, what are the things that I'm in control of that I can answer yes or no. Did I do these things mm-hmm. that will get me there? And we've talked about this with the mechanics of fat loss mm-hmm. and, and all of those things, right? We, we know those things. And so it's, it could be something as simple as, all right, now the process oriented goal is I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go work out at least 10 times a month. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, you know, two and a half workouts a week, basically. That's 80% successful on three workouts a, a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work out at least 10 times a month for 20 pounds, call it six months. Right. So you could look at, all right, if I give myself one realistic expectations, right. We've talked about this before, right. Mm-hmm. You have to have realistic expectations. The The guy selling $2,000 beater cars is not likely going to sell a million dollars in a month just because he, it's just not a realistic goal. Right. He'd have to sell. I don't want to do the math. He'd have to sell 50 of them. Is that right? Yeah. 50 of them at $2,000. I should be able to do this. Um, you should. I should, but no. I, I'm not quite there. Um, yeah. Off. 50, 50 times 2,000 is 100,000. I feel good. Okay. That's, that's an unrealistic number. It's possible, but it's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. 20 pounds, right? Could I lose 20 pounds in three months? Yeah. Could I lose it in two months? Sure. Possible. But it's 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 very unlikely and to the point of like aggressive and you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So you yeah. give a, a reasonable timeline. Or just like find someone with mono and like shortcut your way to 20 pounds. <laughs> Get a stomach bug. <laughs> yeah. I'm just one stomach flew away from my goal weight. Go away. <laughs> wow. 
Emily Blunt. How, how have we not favorite. quoted <laughs> Devil Wears Prada in this podcast already? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Just a just a fantastic movie. It's a solid movie. <laughs> I'm, it's it's I'm like it's so on brand for me that I knew exactly what movie that was too. <laughs> just. Uh, See, I, I stop myself until I feel like I'm about to pass out, and then I eat a cube of cheese. <laughs> I love that movie. So good. So good. So underrated. I bet Emily Blunt has just the best home life because she lives with John Krasinski. Who's oh, just... we know oh I love your... him. I love him. Oh, dear. I just more like want to hang out with him. I he's, feel like he'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> I saw something the other day where Colbert, he was on Colbert and Colbert kind of poked him to like do the like thing to the camera. And he's like, can you do it? And he's like, I only made a career out of it. And then he does it and nails it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, did it for a decade. Of course I can yeah. look at the camera like a goofball. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Love him. So first thing is realistic expectation of the outcome. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. say you're going to give yourself six months, eight months, right? Just like so you can do this in a sustainable fashion. Six months. 20 pounds in six months is totally doable. Totally doable. Depending. Is it simple? No. Like, could it take you seven, eight, nine months? A hundred percent. But it's doable to do it in six months. So six months, 10 workouts a month, that's 60 workouts. So at the end of six months from now, you can look and you can say yes or no, did I do 60 workouts? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, right, then that's a check mark. You know, there's other Mm -hmm. components to it, but like... If the answer is no and you haven't lost the 20 pounds, well, you can look at that and be like, well, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where people are going to fall off because unless you already have your system in place to go to the gym 60 times, then that's a real challenge for people. Which is why my sister, my sister does not live locally. She lives down in North Carolina, but she goes to the Y and she had said, she called me on Saturday and she's like, how's your gym? I'm like, Fine. And she's like, I can't get my kids into childcare at the Y because of all of the January, like mm-hmm. the um, the resolutioners. And she's like, so now we just, we can't go on the weekends anymore as a family because there's no room for my kids. And she's like, but this happened last year too. By February 1st, the nursery will be empty again because they, and I was like, oh, all right. Our gym, we have different classes. So like, I haven't experienced that yet in my classes. So I haven't seen it, um, but it's just funny that she has this every year. Mm-hmm. They get January Saturdays back because they mm-hmm. can't go to the gym on January Saturdays. But by February, it's back. And she had said something about like, these are the folks that are trying really hard to start something new, but they don't have it set up for the rest of their existence, kind of. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a part of their life yet. It's just, I want to. I want to lose weight. So they try. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, good for them. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is <laughs> where we get to. frustrated. Well, understandably, but at the same time, like we've talked about this, like we want to take advantage of opportunities to motivate us. Like Mm -hmm. the idea of motivation is uh, a tricky thing, right? We've talked about action precedes motivation, right? You take action, you get results. The results make you feel motivated. So you take more action. That's the cycle Mm -hmm. that it goes through, but it starts with action. But in moments where you're like externally motivated, which happens every once in a while around Mm -hmm. New Year's, it's like, all right, I'm going to do it. 
Mm-hmm. You got to take advantage of that because it's still like that drives you to take action. But the question is like, are, does the action feel like it's aligned with your goal? And that's mm-hmm. where it comes down to. So like where people fall off is not necessarily like, okay, it's some of it's like, I'm not set up for long-term, but some of it mm-hmm. is, do I recognize that what I'm doing is directly driving me toward where I want to be? Mm-hmm. It's going back to the point A to point B conversation that we had from that episode, right? It's the mm-hmm. idea of like, there's getting in the car and driving aimlessly, right? I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to head south, right? Like I'm going to get in the car. I have no directions, but I'm going to get to Dallas. I could get on 95. Like I could just kind of start making my way south, but at some point I'm going to be like, I don't know if I'm going the right way or if I'm going to end up in Florida. Like at some point I need to make an adjustment here. So there's some of it where it's like, I know that the path that I'm on is going to take me where I want to go mm-hmm. or or not. And so this is where when we're setting up our goals, we have to know that these things, it's not like, oh, I wonder if this is going to get me there. It's like, I know if I do these things, then I will get there. So this is, if mm-hmm. you haven't already listened to the series on the, the building blocks of fat loss, go there because those are the mm-hmm. things, right? So the idea of like going to the gym not going to just go to the gym and just move stuff around, right? I'm going to go and I'm going to strength train. And if you want help on the strength training, listen to the strength training series. So it's like Mm -hmm. 15 or something like that. That is going to be what, and then you set yourself up for success, which is the planning and preparation side of it, which was the strategy episode that we just did. Mm -hmm. All of this Mm -hmm. is essential to you being able to stick with this long enough, but it's, it's a matter of buy-in. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're trying to do your own thing, it's easy to not fully trust that what you're doing works. And if you don't fully trust it, it's easy to fall off. Mm-hmm. So we have to set up the processes. Yeah, the processes. That's right. Yeah. That's the right. Pro- <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was processes and processes. <laughs> we have to set up all of these, these process oriented goals with the knowledge that. I, I am confident that if I do all of these things, I will get there. Mm-hmm. And if I, and, and then, then if you do all of those things and you still aren't there, then you can look back at the process, but you can't until you've like fully done the process, you can't say that the process isn't working. And that's where people kind of fall off. It's like, oh, it's not working because I haven't, I haven't done it long enough to know whether right. it's working or not. What's the science? There's like you have to do something for 21 days before it becomes a habit. It's like 21 days and something. then 43 or something like that is it's like yeah. part of your life. But it takes like so there's habits, which are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even longer than that is like you have to do it long enough to see the results that you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes we, this is the unrealistic expectations piece of it, where we like start something and we think, oh, I'm going to lose 15 pounds in the first month and a half. And when we don't, we're like, oh man, I only lost two pounds in January. Well, if you lost two pounds Fantastic. Good job. Good for you. Like the reframe is, is essential. But even more than that is I did my 10 workouts in January. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I did what I said I was going to do in January. And so now if I get all the way to the end of it, and let's just say 
that doing all the process oriented, I'll, I'll go through some other goals that we can do, but let's just say that that was just, that was my only process oriented goal. I'm going to go to the gym 10, which is a great goal and a great place to start for the next mm -hmm. six months. I'm going to go to the gym 10 times a month. And you do that for six months and you lose two pounds a month. You're at 12 pounds instead of 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's still 12 pounds and you're and more than noticeable. halfway there. That's mm -hmm. something. And so now all I have to do is say, okay, I did what I said I was going to do. I didn't get fully the results I was hoping for. So then I go back to my process and I say, what do I need to tweak to take mm -hmm. me to that next link? And it could just be, I'm going to go to the gym for four more months and I'll lose mm -hmm. the extra eight pounds. But I also mm -hmm. could just be like, okay, I'm going to add in, I'm at 7,000 steps. So I'm going to go to 10,000 steps, right? I can mm -hmm. then look at the process and use this as a benchmark for, mm -hmm. okay, I didn't get what I was hoping for. What's, is it something that I didn't do the process? No, I did. So then I just mm -hmm. need to add to, tweak, adjust the process. In science, we call it introducing a variable. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You taught math. I taught everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so introducing this is a variable. Well, so we want fewer variables at the beginning, right? So that's another mm -hmm. challenge yes. with New Year's resolutions yes. is because when we go it's outcome everything focus, everywhere all at once. Yes, because when we go outcome focus, we think about I'm going to do everything because that's what's required to lose 20 mm -hmm. pounds, right? I'm going to go to right. the gym five days a week. I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to do cardio. I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to only eat, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm going to sleep. I'm going to do everything all at once. Right. And there's too many variables. So then when you can't do all of them, we can't figure out which one is the one that's not working. Exactly. Yeah. You want to slowly introduce these things to figure out what A, works for you and works for you, the lifestyle that you still want to maintain and mm -hmm. B, what's going to help you towards your goal. Because like you and I had talked about way long ago, there are all, when you were talking about the A to B one, but I think it's the one that the audio didn't work on, but there's all these different ways to get to Dallas. Yeah. It could be the most direct route, which yeah. would be kind of more, I don't want to say strict, that's not right, but more kind of rigid in yeah. your nutrition and fitness. Um, but then there's the more circuitous route where it's a little bit more scenic, uh, mm -hmm. but it's going to take you a lot longer, but you're going to enjoy the process more possibly if that's mm -hmm. what your goal is. Like I, that's, that's me as a person. I want to enjoy my fitness journey. I don't want to be so miserable that I can't go out on a date night with my husband or like I can't snack on the cupcakes that I make for like other clients. Like mm. I still want to enjoy these things. So I understand it's going to take me a little bit longer to get to where I want to go. Absolutely. But, there's a cost yeah. for everything. And, and mm -hmm. so there's to go to that, right. There's a cost to going slower, mm -hmm. right. Which is the time piece of it, right? Like I can yep. go faster. I can go harder. I can go faster. And the benefit of that is I'm going to get to where I'm hoping to, where I, yeah. when I want to, but the cost is some of my flexibility and enjoyment of my life. The flip side of that is if I'm, I'm, I err on the side of flexible, then it's mm -hmm. going to take me longer and it might be difficult for me to feel like I'm making the progress that I'm hoping to make. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to let going too slow make like derail me from wanting right. to get there. Right? right. Like if I only took back roads and I went across the country 
by the time I got to like Pennsylvania, I'd be like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> I like, think I'm still in New Hampshire. Like this is just excruciating. Like at some yeah. point you got to just get on the highway and burn it for a little bit. Like mm-hmm. when you're driving through South Dakota and there's nothing like oh you got to, it's miserable. <laughs> you got to just, you got to just be like, we're punching it here. Yeah. Because there's nothing now. There's going to be times where you go a little bit slower, and that's seasonal, right? And we can maybe do a whole episode mm-hmm. on the seasons of mm-hmm. fitness. Um, that might be a yeah. good one to do because um, it's soup season right now, and a lot of those soups are kind of hearty and <laughs> soup it's season. Soup season. Um, it's chili season. It's always chili season. Oh my um, god! It's oh so delicious. I, so I'm we, sorry, I derail you. That's like that's that's no, my whole job on this podcast is to like interject my thoughts, and then we can talk about food. We can talk about movies. It's not just about fitness, folks. It's a lifestyle <laughs> podcast. I make a good soup. I don't doubt that. I can see you being an excellent soup soup chef, soupery. I don't know. There's a special kind of chef that all they do is sauces and soups. I saw it on Ratatouille. So I yeah, know. I was going to uh, say Ratatouille. What is the name? <laughs> oh, man. That's where, that's where, he, uh, that's where Remy makes his uh, big break is in the soups. Yeah. Donita soup. <laughs> uh, oh, underrated God. Pixar film. Underrated Oh, my God. Pixar it's film. one of my favorites. No. Him when he's like toasting that. Is it a mushroom? Like he toasts the mushroom until yeah. it like, puffs a little bit and <laughs> puts some cheese in it. I'm like, oh my God, it looks so good. Granted, it's cartoon, but I'm like, I would eat that. I don't care that a rat made it. I would eat it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, fun fact. I made ratatouille for Christmas this year. This is this is fitness and health related because it was all vegetables and I needed something that was vegan and I needed something that was um, gluten free because mm-hmm. that's my family has some dietary restrictions Mm -hmm. only about half of it got eaten that stuff thrown into a blender and then heated up and then you add it like a couple of more seasonings and like a sprinkling of parmesan cheese makes the best pasta sauce so ratatouille blend it up add a couple of things just to beef up the like creaminess if you will you can add my favorite ingredient jeff's least favorite ingredient blended cottage cheese (sighs) Oh, it's so good. And it makes the best pasta sauce. Emerson ate so much of it. And I'm like, wow, you wouldn't touch the ratatouille if you just make it into a smoothie. She's all about it. Ratatouille smoothie. (laughs) Rata smoothie. (laughs) 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 I don't know. (laughs) See, this is my superpower. Now you've really done it. Now I don't remember what I was talking about. Um, we were fitness. Few, yeah, fitness. <laughs> Thank you. Goals. Goals. Yeah. All right. That's closer. Take taking time. Twenty pounds. So, all right, here we go. I got it. Let me bring it back here. So, when we're thinking about the realistic expectations Mm -hmm. that's piece one piece two is process oriented goals so then we want to go slower in terms of what we're adding to the process so that it feels achievable it feels doable and 
then, because the other part of it is let's take the 10 workouts a month for six months. At mm-hmm. that point, you're a worker router, right? Six months in, if you've been working out 10 mm-hmm. times a month, that's not really a super big question in your life anymore. Right. Like you're going to go to the gym because you've figured it out for six months. And if, especially mm-hmm. if that's your focus, like, all right, my only focus for the next six months is this. Because what's going to naturally happen, and we've talked about this, is there's going to be like you're going to make more conscious choices. We're humans, right? Like if I'm going mm-hmm. to the gym, I'm going to be a little bit more aware of what I'm eating. Even if I'm not laser focused on it, I'm going to be a little bit more aware mm-hmm. of what I'm eating. Absolutely. We've talked about this on the nutrition side of things. If I eat more protein, mm-hmm. I'm going to naturally eat a little bit less carbs and fats because I'm more mm-hmm. full from the protein. Yeah. There's so no if we, room for them. If we focus on the one or two things, then there's going to be natural fallouts from those things. So I, I was just talking with a client yesterday about this. He just moved. He's trying to figure out his, his thing. And he's just like, I got so many things to do. And I was like, we got to, we got to go smaller with this. And so I'm like, here are your goals for the next three weeks. He's like, I want to set up, you know, I'm like, he wants to set up his gym at his house. Like he's got a couple mm-hmm. of pieces of equipment at his house. He wants to find a local gym and sign mm-hmm. up. And then uh, he wanted to go to like a Costco and buy some bulk protein. I'm like, mm-hmm. those are three achievable goals in the next mm-hmm. 10 days for you to put together your gym, sign up for a gym membership and go to Costco. Because what's going to happen is that's the ocean that you're creating and now you're going to be able to swim. Right now you're flopping around because you don't have any place to work out and you don't have any protein to make. So the idea that you're going to work out and you're going to eat stuff with protein is very difficult for you because you just don't mm-hmm. have it. So mm-hmm. the set yourself up for success, the natural fallout of that is, and again, those are process oriented things. That's mm-hmm. a yes or no question. Did I do this? So this is the idea of a smart goal, right? If you listen to the episode that I did with Amelia, um, she talked about smart goals. This is a common phrase, right? I didn't, in, mm-hmm. you know, it's specific, measurable, attainable time, uh, what's R relevant and timely. timely. Okay. So it's specific. I will get a gym membership. It's measurable. Did I do it? Yes or no. It's attainable. Mm-hmm. It's reasonable for you to go get a gym membership. It's related because if I get a gym membership, I can work out more and it's timely. I will do this mm-hmm. in the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what a smart goal. And and so the idea, the problem with, I want to lose 20 pounds is it has some of those things, right? It's measurable, right? It's timely, but that's, it's measurable and it's think, timely. Yeah. But it's and it's related to what you want, and it might be attainable. But the it's the specificity of it is where it mm-hmm. loses, because that's not a specific goal. In the idea of there's a clear path to get there, mm-hmm. and that's like it's not. If I if I told somebody who doesn't know anything at all, I said mm-hmm. go get him a gym membership. They could do that. Mm-hmm. Right. If in or or to measure it for me. Mm-hmm. Right. If 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 somebody else could look at your life and say they did this or they didn't do this based mm-hmm. on, you know, whether they open your calendar or whatever it is, that's something that is a, a worthwhile goal because mm-hmm. you don't have to anecdotally be like, Oh, did I did I do all the things? Like, oh, I wasn't super consistent with the gym, whatever it is. It's like it's a yes or no question. Right. Yeah, 
we used to have to set smart goals at actually the last two companies I worked in and they're wonderful because they make you really break down your goal and think about what are the steps you're going to take. Cause like, I remember the, my goals, the first time I tried writing them, they were sent back to me and they were not approved. <laughs> I was like, why not? And they're like, well, your goal was X, but that's great. That's a one sentence goal. But the whole purpose of doing smart goals is my goal is X. I will achieve this by, and then you list, what are you going to do to make that goal? Yes. Like reach, how can you reach that goal? And then um, you also have to include in that, how will I know when I've reached that goal? It's like, it's a whole freaking process, but it was wonderful. I hated it at first, but it was wonderful because it really did make you break it down and think about it. It's hard in the moment, but again, this yes. is the strategy piece. If you do the work ahead of time, then it becomes so much simpler for you to do the work yeah. next. If I hit my golf ball out of the crap onto the fairway, then my second shot yeah. is significantly easier. Right. It's not like that's a fun shot to make or like I have to – it's hard in the moment mm -hmm. to like own the fact that I am where I am and I need to go over there. But mm -hmm. it makes my life easier over there. Absolutely. And so – I forget where I was going. I had a thought and I had a oh, – jeez, what were you saying? You had some, Smart goals. goals. Smart goals. Thinking uh, through them. Thinking through them. I don't know. Measurable. It'll come back to me. Um Oh, well, I was thinking about this podcast, right? So let's just take this podcast as an example. The idea of like, okay, I'm going to have X listeners to this podcast, right? This is mm -hmm. another example. I am not in control of who listens to this podcast. Mm -hmm. But the process of like, what's a process-oriented goal? Amy and I record every Friday. Mm -hmm. We've missed like one Friday or like one week. Even if we missed it, we reschedule it. But we missed one. And it was the mm -hmm. week between Christmas and New Year's. In, I don't know how long, two and a half months. Yep. Right? We're recording them regularly, which means we're putting them out regularly. Mm -hmm. All right? We're process-oriented. That's binary. Are we are we putting out regular episodes? Am I advertising those, like, communicating to the people in my life that these are out there, right? I'm sending mm -hmm. emails about them. I'm yep. putting, you know, posts out about them. But I'm not in, in charge of whether or not people listen to it or like a mm -hmm. Facebook group. I originally did this as one of my goals for a quarter. I was like, I want 500 members of my Facebook group. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to do to do that? And so the question is, okay, I'm going to post five days a week. I'm going to go live once every other two, you know, once every other week, I'm going to uh, join a couple of other Facebook groups and see what other people. Now, have I achieved that goal? No. But the reason I haven't, I don't have 500 people is not because, oh, I did all these. It's because I look at it and I haven't been consistent with the other things that I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's very clear. Like I don't have 500 and I can't like whether or not that would have actually gotten me there. I don't know. But I can't say, oh, I don't know why I'm not at 500. Mm -hmm. I'm not at 500 because, I mean, at the bare minimum, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Good. No, I'm good. Oh, you looked like you were going to say something. So I had a client. I, mean, I had a thought and then it disappeared. Well, I, I oh, I was going to say, like, as, as far as not being able to control who listens to this, guess who still doesn't listen to my podcast? Your husband? Yeah. He, he, has, he, he listened to an listened episode, to No, I made him and he only listened to it because I put it on YouTube so he could watch it. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that's he, the thing because he wants to see you. I was sitting next to him. He could have just looked over at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
the real <laughs> could have got the real fair thing. enough fair enough <laughs> yeah i'm like babe i work really hard. i don't i can't say i work really hard at least i don't at all <laughs> it's 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 hard work to listen to me sometimes <laughs> poor megan oh, thanks <laughs> thanks wow oh no poor but megan. Oh, poor megan um no you're 100 we cannot control who listens to this as evidenced by my wonderful darling husband of yep. 14 years has still not listened to a single one on his own yeah he's okay, been forced so into what, it yeah okay, so this that's is the, what i was gonna say this is the idea though and so then so i'll take a client example as a for instance because he was he, the client was struggling and was trying to figure out some stuff. And I was like, we got to simplify this because he had just had a newborn baby. Mm. And I was like, we got to simplify this. We can't have it be 50 different things right now. So yeah. like in, in together we worked and we said, okay, these are the two things that you're going to do. And there was like I don't know, 10 weeks left in the year. And I was like, mm. okay, we're going to average 8,000 steps a day. Mm. The newborn. This was like in the fall. Like you could still take a newborn outside. It wasn't like waking yeah. cold. Yeah. Eight, average 8,000 steps a day. And then you're going to do this, uh, which I don't think I've talked about this three, two, one. It's a pretty popular um, concept on nutrition as a way to get um, some more fiber in and kind of, so it's three bottles of water in a day, two pieces of fruit and one salad, hmm. one, one big ass salad. Um, that's super attainable, but I like having a, the three, two, one to think about. It's a, it's an attainable thing. And if you're yeah. doing that again, that the concept of that is if you're doing that, what's probably happening is you're being more mindful of your nutrition, you're mindful of your hydration, you're getting fiber in, so you're probably going to make some better choices. If you're having a big ass salad, that's probably one of your meals. Yep. Right. I, I didn't give them any. Complete. Yeah, I didn't give them any any expectations for what is the salad. I didn't give any calorie goals. I didn't even make a protein goal. I was like, just these yeah. two things. Eat a salad. And so if and so then we can very clearly say after ten weeks, what was your average step count? And then we said eighty percent of days. We want to hit the three, two, one. So mm -hmm. all you're going to do is you're going to put a calendar up on the on the fridge and you're going to put a check mark on days that you do it. You're going to put an X on days that you don't. And so then we can look. It's 10 weeks, 70 days was something like 59 of them or something like that, 58 of them. We want to hit this. Mm -hmm. And so it's very simple. Did you hit this or did you not? No, it would be 56. Come on, Jeff. Do the math. Oh, yeah. Rough. Yeah, Jeff. Jeez. All right. Um, so, but it's very simple because then we can say, all right, if you did these two things, what then are the results? Mm -hmm. Right. If you did these two things, what were the results? And are those results in line with what it is that you're looking for? Do we need to do more or are they mm -hmm. right on the right pace? Because it might just be that if you're focusing on these couple of things, that that's enough for you to get the progress that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. and, and because other things are going to kind of follow naturally. But mm -hmm. if you do those things, which he did, and he'd lost something like four or five pounds in that period of time, which is like, hey, that's a reasonable really thing. Good. Now, he, mm -hmm. where he's at, he was looking to maybe be a little bit more aggressive. And so then we can look at, all right, what's the next thing that we do? Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to add in some protein. So now we're going to have those two, which are almost at 10 weeks in, those are almost automatic now, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm getting 10,000, my 8,000 says I'm getting this. And so now the goal, the only thing that we're focused on for the next 12 weeks is you're going to have five palm sized servings of protein a day. Mm 
Mm-hmm. That's it. Again, 80% of the days. So again, for the next 12 weeks, that's what we're looking to do. How many days do we do it? Yes or no? It's a yes or no question. And then we can see mm-hmm. where does that end up? Where does that get us? And again, if we want to ratchet it up, then we can do more. But now we're adding, we're stacking these things and mm-hmm. it becomes attainable and, and reasonable. But if he doesn't, right? Say, let's say that that was a target and he averaged 7,000 steps. And in that period of time, he had kind of had an outcome focus goal of, uh, I'd like to lose 10 pounds. And he lost five and he averaged 7,000 steps and he got to three, two, one, 48 days. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's very clear. It's like, well, if you dialed it up and actually hit what we were hoping to, you probably would have been closer. So we're mm-hmm. not going to change what you're doing. We're just going to do it better. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it more. Because mm-hmm. that's usually, it's like, oh, it's not working. It's not that it's not working. It's that maybe you're not working it. Right. <laughs> it only works if you work it. Like you have to that's do true. the thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing the thing, then you can't be upset with the results. Right, you can't be upset. You can't be upset about the results you didn't get from the work that you didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, but you have to know whether or not you did the work that you said you were going to do. Yep, it's the measuring part, the measurement of smart. It's measurable of smart. Yeah. But like, I I can't like. It's one of the things that is is the thing that, and I do it too. Like, I think we all do it, but it's one of the things that uh, frustrates me the most like I don't I don't like hearing complaining if you haven't done the work to change mm-hmm. if you're will if you're trying things and it's not working or you can't stick with it or whatever it is um then the conversation is let's let's figure it out but mm-hmm. if you like just I I can't you know I haven't been able to do it or whatever and like a little it's like I don't I don't I can't I can't empathize with mm-hmm. with you because I'm not saying it's not hard, but you, you have to have given it a go. Mm-hmm. And now you might realize, right? He might have realized in that process that 8,000 steps a day feels unattainable for him. Mm-hmm. And that's the A part, right? It might have been unattainable. If he was walking 3,000 steps a day, the idea that I'm going to set a goal of 8,000 is maybe a little bit aggressive. Mm-hmm. But he was averaging six or 6,500. That feels mm-hmm. like that's not a ridiculous leap to go from 6,500 to eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now it's it, sometimes it's that what you set out to do is maybe more aggressive than what you're capable of doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's where you're constantly assessing is this reasonable for me? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I can do right now? Mm-hmm. And that step goal might need to change throughout the year. Like right now, it's really hard to get. 8,000 outdoor steps because mm-hmm. the our sidewalks are a mess right now. They and don't exist. Yeah. They, yeah. So, yeah, things might have to be just shifted a little bit. How yes. else can you do it? Absolutely. But, so this is But not I'm... ignored. No. And so if you're looking for, like, what are the things to do, right? So you can go back to the hierarchy, but it's also not necessarily like you have to do them in that order. Like, pick any mm-hmm. of them and start like that's the mechanically like do these in this order because this is the most important but it's not necessarily the order that i would do things in i would Mm -hmm. actually do things in not that order 
So I haven't actually, I don't think I did this and we'll do a whole episode on this, which is the, the energy density hierarchy, which is my, my concept, which is to flip this on its head. So typically the order is right. Calorie deficit, protein, then fiber, right? That's, Hmm. that's the order that we say is the most important, but in Hmm. terms of what order you should actually do it in, you should flip that on its head. You should focus first on the quality of your food. That's where the yeah. three, two, one comes into play. Eat more fiber, eat more fruits and vegetables, uh-huh. right? Eat less, more whole, less processed food. Because what's going to happen, you're going to end up eating less calories from that. And you're going to feel mm-hmm. more full just because you are. Then the next thing to focus on would be the, the food distribution, i.e. eating more protein. So now I'm going to add in more protein. And if you've done that, if you if you're eating more fiber and then you're eating an appropriate amount of protein, you are naturally going to eat less calories. Mm-hmm. And so you're probably in the ballpark of and this is what we talked about with the when we did this. This is what mm-hmm. we talked about, which is if you're currently eating 2500 calories and based on the calculation I gave you, you should be eating 1600 calories. That feels like a chasm. Mm-hmm. That is a big leap. That's mm-hmm. 3000 steps to 8000 steps. An appropriate goal for you, an attainable goal for you right now is not to eat 1,600 calories. It's just not. You're not ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're eating 2,500 calories, I'm willing to bet that you're probably not eating a sufficient amount of fiber and a sufficient amount of protein. Right. If you're, if you're, if what the calorie goal kind of ought to be is like 1,600, right? If you're eating 2,500 calories and your goal is 2,200, then you're probably close. Right. So do these other things and then you'll naturally probably be eating. If you're eating sufficient fiber and sufficient protein, you're probably down around 2000 calories. You'll save 500 calories just by doing that. Mm-hmm. You might even be at 1800, 1900. And so then it's then it's a reasonable goal for you to be like, all right, I'll shave off the last two, 300 calories. And that feels like not a ridiculous leap for me. Mm-hmm. But that's all based on where you are. <laughs> And and looking in the mirror a little bit and feeling like, all right, what's yeah. what's an attainable thing? Yeah. So this is where I want to kind of finish here because the goals change, like we talked about this. And even the outcome goals can change through the process. And this is where people – and you're, you're a great example of this. I, this is me. So I did a post on this uh, this week. There's an episode of uh, Bluey that came out. I don't know if your daughter watches Bluey. She might be too old. For she is too old, but whenever we are around younger kids. kids, it's one of her favorite things because she loves Bluey, but like is too old to ask to watch it mm. on her own. Like, but she lo- so and good. we love it because it's so good. What's the dad's name? Bing- Bandit. Bingo? No, Bandit. Bingo's his sister. Yeah. Oh my god, so, so good. good. I saw a meme the other day that was like being a dad, being a good dad felt attainable until we started getting compared to this frigging guy. Because <laughs> he's just like so the best. good, he has endless energy for them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, well, I'm he's also a just talking dog. So, <laughs> not a real dad, <laughs> but uh, so. And I put out a post like before I did it, I was like, what's the greatest kids TV show of all time? And it was like almost universal bluey. And it was always bluey, bluey duh. Like everybody, every parent was like, it's clearly bluey. Um, yeah. 
I wish that seen... that had come out when M was younger because we yeah. were of the Paw Patrol generation. Which we just we just dug into <sighs> Paw Patrol, uh, but we're it's not watching fine. the show. We're watching yeah. the movies, which are a little bit more recent. But we just started because yeah. the uh, um, Megan's aunt got the kids like Paw Patrol toys for Christmas, like mm-hmm. one of the, their cars, and they were like, "What's yeah. this?" And she's like, "They yeah. don't know Paw Patrol." And I was like, "All right, well, yeah. now we do Paw Patrol, which is fine." Like, no, no, it's, they, it's very cute. into it. It's very cute. Um, yeah. Louis just the better. movies are the movies are pretty decent, actually. The ending <laughs> of the the Mighty Pups movie or the Mighty movie or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Sky like destroys a meteor by oh, herself. She's like, no pups Sky. too small. And it's <laughs> like so I'm tiny, like amped so up. Cute. I'm like, no pups too small. See, wait till you get into uh, Tinkerbell, oh, all the Tinkerbell movies, Tinkerbell and the Never Beast. I have never cried There's so Tinkerbell much in my life. Movies? Oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> she, I mean, she was the unsung hero of the Peter Pan franchise. No, she was the problem. One hundred percent. No, misunderstood. She was the problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's a. She's the, there's she's one of the Tinker Fairies. That's why she's Tinkerbell because they're like the fixers. There's like a whole she messed with <laughs> whole she messed with it. She like tried to sabotage Wendy because she was well, jealous. Okay, but it was 1950s when the movie came out. They kind of framed her to be the evil woman. She is not. So she I highly has. recommend. No, go go. You and Megan get a nice bottle of wine <laughs> and watch the a Tinkerbell movie. I am telling you, we have Tinkerbell and the Never Beasts. We have yet to finish a movie like post putting the kids down. We've started like six movies. And just, we we are like halfway through the new Avatar and like three mm. of the new, and we just like can't finish a movie because by the time we get everybody down and like the house is picked up, it's eight p.m. and by eight thirty, yeah. we're like, eh, right, time for bed. I mean, John and I are. I, I will say. We always say every night, we're like, oh, it's just way too late to start a movie. But we'll watch four episodes of Suits. No problem. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's like three fantastic. and a half hours. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> See, this is all I do. I come on this podcast and I take <laughs> us all the way off track. <laughs> well, I can bring it back. So, Bluey. Good. <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched Bluey, go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, but there's an episode that came out called Exercise. And uh, somebody in my in my Facebook group actually posted like, "Who else is waiting for Jeff's reaction to the exercise episode of Bluey?" And I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. I was planning to do one anyway, but this is the, all the motivation I need." Um, and so I I did the post about this, but I, I want to get there's a little bit more nuance that I'm able to do in 90 seconds. So if you haven't seen the episode, it's six minutes long. Go watch it. But the idea of it is, it starts off with Bandit like looking at himself in the mirror and like kind of pinching himself and feeling a little out of shape. They actually cut that out in the American version on Disney Plus, which was you know it's weird. Well, I mean, it's not weird in the current culture of America because everybody's <laughs> going to get offended by everything. Um, but it was it was a it's bummer relatable. because that's the thing. One of the best parts about Bluey is that it's so relatable for parents, and this is a relatable feeling because it's Absolutely. not just that he's p- poking at himself; it's that the interaction that he has with Bluey because you know he's like kind of poking at himself, and he's like, eh, you know, whatever. And then and Bluey goes like, "Why don't you exercise more?" And he's like, "Well, it's tough with you with you kids and with work and and that's a real thing because it is hard." Mm-hmm. They just start it at you know a little bit later on, but it is hard. It's hard when mm-hmm. you have this, and so 
Bluey says, well, why don't you do it now? Like, we won't, we won't bother you. Then it cuts to him outside. He's like, all right, 10 minutes, going to get a workout in. And then, of course, the kids are, you know, in the way, which is mm-hmm. kind of the joke of it. But then he uses them as part of the exercise, right? So he's like doing squats with bingo and he's pushing Bluey, you know, doing push-ups, and they're holding him for sit-ups. And then he's running back and forth and they're kind of playing ping pong where he's the ball and he's hitting back and forth. And it's, it's fun. And there's so many great things in that for parents, which is like, let your kids see you work out, even though it's not ideal, right? It, even though it's not like on paper, what the best workout is, doing something is better than nothing, right? So he got 10 mm-hmm. minutes of exercise in versus no minutes of exercise. The kids see them take, see you taking care of yourself. And honestly, I spend a lot of my time helping people undo the lessons that they learned as children, about mm-hmm. food and exercise and, and a lot of it unintentionally via their parents. And so mm-hmm. if you can show your kids what it looks like to have a healthy relationship with exercise, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. So there's so many good things there. And one of the phrase that bandit says in this, which I love, he's like, I can make this work. And it's like, yeah, just make it work, bro. Like just, mm-hmm. just let it rip. So this is fantastic, right? Great episode. But then at the end of the episode, it cuts to Bandit in the doctor's office taking his blood pressure. Blood pressure is 120 over 80. He's like, wow, Bandit, great. Have you been doing exercise? Have you been going to the gym? And Bandit says, no, the gym came to me because the kids <laughs> are in there with him. And it's the idea mm-hmm. of like, but his goals shifted through the process of exercising with his kids. His goals, which originally started on the physique side of things transitioned to the health side of things and the performance mm-hmm. side of things. And we think about performance oftentimes as like, Oh, I'm performing for a sport. Like performance is like a parent, like parenting is I got to perform as a parent. On I got to show up. I got to, yeah. I got to pick my kids up. I got to carry stuff to and from things. I got to have energy and chase my kids around and get climbed on and jumped on and all these things, right? Like mm-hmm. performance is showing up to do the things that you need to do in your life. And his health and being there and in the now and also for the long term for his kids, it shifted Mm -hmm. through the process of doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with having aesthetic goals, particularly at the start, because most people come into the gym, start with aesthetic goals. Mm -hmm. But whatever gets you in the door. You know what I mean? Whatever starts. And it's okay if that stays your goal. But also don't be afraid for it to shift as you go because your life will shift and things Mm -hmm. move around. And as you do the thing, as you achieve the performance-based, the process-based goals, as you do those things, you might discover that the outcomes you're looking for are different. Because Mm -hmm. you fall in love with different parts of the process. Yeah. I came in wanting to have a smaller physique. And now my goal is to squat thrust 225 pounds, which is not going to happen with a teeny tiny physique. Hip thrust, not squat thrust. Sorry, not squat thrust. Hip thrust. Jesus. Yeah. Hip thrust. Yeah. 225 next week. Yep. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I mean, my, my rear end is telling me maybe slow it down a bit today but that's okay 
No, but this is we talked about this actually because everybody was like, oh, like because the first glute camp of the of the month was a little bit lighter. It was like six of you in there, which is lighter yeah. than it normally would be. Yes. And it was like, why are you know this is weird? Like New Year's resolutions, like where's that? Like not a ton of people come into the new year with a goal of I want a bigger butt. Right. <laughs> right. Like it's not to say that there's good if that's your goal, good on you, but like that's Fantastic. not not the most common goal. And that's yeah. what this class is about. Like you might see yeah. more of these people in spin classes or things like that. And all mm -hmm. of that's fine. Like what you do, it's not a matter oftentimes of like what's right. Like trying people oftentimes spend a lot of time trying to navigate like is this the right thing? And we get, you know, analysis paralysis where we're like not doing anything. Some of it's just do the thing, whatever the thing is, even if it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Bandit's the example of that, right? Like I have, mm -hmm. I get a workout in with my kids. Is it a, is it the best workout? hundred percent? No. Yeah. But it's checking the box. It's if I'm taking a zero, don't take a zero. So if you haven't heard my don't take a zero rant, Here's my don't take a zero rant, and that'll be kind of where we end it, okay? Because this is kind of how we're wrapping it up. Because you have to, when we're thinking about goals, think about the outcomes you want. Be okay with those shifting. But if you're thinking about mm -hmm. the outcomes, what are some processes, not all of them, but some of them mm -hmm. that you think could help you get there? If you're not sure ones, look back at previous episodes, check out content, whatever it is, ask me. I don't care. I'll tell you something that's a, a – and make sure it's attainable. Make sure it's like you're a 9 or a 10 out of 10. I can do mm -hmm. this. It should almost feel easy. Mm -hmm. Like there are times where people are like, is that it? Is that all you want me to do? I'm like, yeah. I want it to be that easy because if it's that easy, you'll do it. And then you mm -hmm. eventually get better and better and better at it. It's the mm -hmm. idea of like if I wanted to squat – if I wanted to hip thrust 225 pounds – Amy did mm -hmm. not start with 225 pounds and just every week she comes in and tries to do it. <laughs> I she think I started with just the bar. <laughs> yeah. And just, just slowly added bar. five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And over the course of over a year mm -hmm. has added all of this weight. And so now you did 205 last week. It doesn't feel like a ridiculous jump to go to 225 right. is it a jump 100 is it going to be hard sure. absolutely but it's not if i were to ask and you know this isn't I'm not bullying heather or anything like that but where heather was at was that she did 185 for the first time which is great for her but that's yep. a big leap to go from 185 to 225 like that's a big jump mm -hmm. so um we want to be reasonable with it. but here's my don't take a zero rant <sighs> And this is where we'll finish because this is how when we're looking at the process, it's just like pick a process that you can do and not take a zero on. When I was a teacher, my my thing to my kids was like, don't take a zero, like do anything and turn it in because even a 20% is better than a zero when we're averaging your grade. Like if you turn, I, I had a policy that if you turn something in, it was going to be half, half credit. Mm -hmm. If you turn something in late, it's half credit. So you could be like, all right, I can get 10 points, but I'm a day late. So why do I even bother for five points? Well, five points is a lot better than zero points. Mm -hmm. 
And then they would always come to me if they took zeros. And then they're like, why is my grade so bad? I'm like, well, you took zeros on all of these things. You took zeros. That was your choice. And it brings down your average. Even if you took a bunch of 50s, you would be in better spot than taking a bunch of zeros. Because mm-hmm. it brings down your net average. Because every day, and we've talked about this before, but like most days are going to be a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, with a workout as a for instance, right? Like if I'm going to go in and do a workout, it's going to be a 7 out of 10 most of the time. Right? There's going to be mm-hmm. some days that are 10 out of 10s. Got good sleep, feel good. And there's going to be some days where you're going to go in and you're like, pretty sure these 20s weigh about 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. Because of whatever reason, and those are two out of 10 workouts, three out of 10 workouts, but a three out of 10 workout is better than a zero out of 10 workout. Mm-hmm. Sure is. So sometimes you just check the box, whatever it is, I'm going to check the box. My three, two, one, if that's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? My big ass salad some days might be like this gorgeous looking thing, like from a food magazine. And sometimes I just throw a bunch of spring mix in, in there yep. and grilled yep. chicken on top and that's my, you know, it's like, this is kind of a poor effort, you know, yep. but it's something, right? I hit, I, I, I did something today, you know? So when you're thinking about these processes, these process oriented goals, think about the outcomes. What are going to be some things that are going to get you there? Mm-hmm. Are these attainable? Mm-hmm. How long am I going to do them for before I evaluate, right? It should be at least four weeks usually 8, 12 or beyond, mm-hmm. right? I got to do this for a period of time. And then it's, you got to be honest with yourself. Did I do it or did I not? It should be binary. Like, did I, did I say what I was going to do? And then usually it's not, I'm going to not do that. It's usually, what do I need to do in addition to that? But it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot easier to add because at four weeks, that will feel like something that you can continue to do at that point. Yep. So, Hopefully, this hits at the right time for some people. If you want some help working through these goals, because it can be challenging, just shoot me a message on Instagram. I would love to chat with you about it. Um, and also be okay with the goals changing. My goals are very different now than they were even, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and they'll shift again and again and again. Appreciate you all listening. Appreciate you being here. Leave a review if you're somewhere where you can do that. Leave questions, comments if you're somewhere where they can do that. I don't know where you would. Um, And uh, we'll chat with you next time.